Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Welcome back to another session on the podcast and I hope that we can all learn from this message displayed today considering the fact that this theme of distance, dissonance or trying to run away from your problems to create a delay prior to consequence that hovers over everything is evidently presented within all arenas of our day-to-day lives. When it comes to friendships, work dilemmas, or other social, mental, even physical aspects of our interactions in general, it is vital to seek an understanding on how to deal with any situation, whether it be using your own common sense or seeking the advice of other individuals of knowledge such as scholars. And then we implement the advice given to the best of our ability because nobody sitting on this earth is perfect. But one thing is certain. Nobody should deny a chance to do their best because we are imperfect. And this is simply because whatever we put in, we will get out, whether it be in this life or in the next. So when a calamity faces us, clenching us with its massive fingers as it seizes away our time and emotional stability, is distance really the best option? Is it that light that we have been seeking to guide us out of this pit we have fallen into? Or is it just another hollow space in the ground? It's space far lower than the sediment of a soil our own feet lay upon. Let's talk about this from a Muslimist perspective. Just another Muslim as imperfect as anybody else. Okay, I'm going to throw out one word and one word only. What comes to your mind when you think of the word addiction? Someone who drinks bottle after bottle of alcohol, which is in fact haram, or someone who consumes drugs on a regular basis. Such is a typical and also concrete demographic, but at the same time, it is flawed when we project this as the only narrative. The outright truth is, we are all addicted in some way to something. With the inevitable rise of social media, many people have succumbed towards the addiction to self-validation, whilst for others it is a rush of dopamine from countless TikToks. And I feel like, especially for those living in the West or more modernized countries, this addiction has in fact become a normality to the point where it is bizarre, supposedly unnatural, for you to not be addicted or a constant user for these or those apps. Instagram Reels is no different since it follows more or less the same format. Regardless of what site you use, if you could have been utilizing your time productively or even taking a period of leisure physically with family or friends, If you instead submit to the algorithm ushering you towards another picture or assortment of videos, you are addicted. What is evil may seem beautiful at first. We have all been there with some arguing that inspiration amongst all areas be from TikTok and other apps alike. But they are wrong. TikTok is simply the outlet. It is the people who source any inspiration you receive. But on the whole, TikTok was an app created for entertainment purposes and it is rightly used for that purpose. It is a center for the promotion, advertising, and censorship of certain content based on your preferences and their own choice of projection as a result of their carefully articulated algorithm. And it was an algorithm designed for addiction. Addiction does not have to be physical and nor does it have to be the only virtual source of dopamine. Video games, inappropriate web pages, and the like all also have a significant role to play in addition to other parties. 
Google defines addiction as being addicted to a particular substance or activity. This activity gives people their wanted high, and once people reach it, they get what they want. And it is exactly that. The fact that from our fingertips, whether it be a cigarette or your phone, the tangible connection between you and the device or object creates the foundation towards a habit that will take great time and effort to remove. And this is a sharp contrast to the ease to get into this pit, in addition to the execution to whatever task you perceive. So let's talk about smoking. It damages your lungs, but people still do it. And non-smokers may find that incredibly bizarre, right? The bold letters reading, smoking kills, loud and clear for everyone to see and read. But we see with our own eyes people walking down the street with one in between their fingers. And it isn't a rare sight, despite the huge proportion of educated individuals in our society, we still find people who decide not to interpret advice properly. Or, is this conclusion a little too easy to be true? Smoking is easy to get into. The benefits of nicotine and acquaintance to your conscience until it rots away your body. But then you cry out an alarm. Suddenly the nicotine becomes sold into your being. And deprivation of the substance begins to be a disastrous plight for you mentally. You feel lost and alone, so you turn back. You place a cigarette in between your lips and relieve yourself from the torment, not knowing that this delay... This synapse between your exit from this addiction, from the pain of your detox, has actually become a catalyst to the mountain of consequence you alone will have to climb. A conclusion that will batter you both physically and mentally unless you pull a stop to it. But instead, we run away. We choose to turn around, curl ourselves up into a ball and let that suffice. Instead of dissecting the problem and rooting out the source, we blame others that critic us pointing out their own imperfections rather than implementing their advice. We distance ourselves from the fact that smoking is a bad idea and even justify it when there's stress in our daily lives. After all, a break is something everyone wishes for and is what may even be an addiction in itself. But it is when we fall into addiction that we pay for with our physical and mental state. We ourselves begin to confuse the tumultuous storm of life as life itself rather than the resolution of our actions that we have long overshadowed with our own ignorance. Such is a harsh truth, no matter what it is you choose to run away from. But what makes this puzzle piece of disaster incomplete is the final column. The column of habit, and the source of the act entwined between your fingers and your palm or in the blankets of your mind. Either way, it is going to channel your thoughts into a different light than previously. So if you cloud your mind with justifications towards a negative source of haram drugs or content, for example, you're going to be led astray on the pretense that you're trying to numb the pain. And this is where we come to a junction, the ultimate turning point. How do we want to numb the pain? Do we seek refuge in Allah, or do we fall a slave to these substances and apps instead? Do we subject ourselves to the endless cycle of video after video, or do we press a stop button and make our lives useful for our own benefit? Do we take life as a blessing it truly is, or let ourselves waste away without any moment forwards? Because at the end of the day, Allah controls everything free of charge, and Allah will listen to your du'a free of charge. There is no profit and loss, only gain. There is no funding massive tobacco industries or the booming influencer market TikTok has birthed, but only a stream of self-control and discipline that everyone outrightly seeks. Self-control against negative outlets. The mental strength to keep moving forward and facing the problem with all you have got, rather than running away. And we can fight in many ways. The first is to inhibit the source. 
Do this in any way possible, whether it be using self-checkout aisles to avoid the tobacco shelves, to distancing yourself from that abusive substance. But we do not exclude those outside the druggy stereotype of addiction. Delete or control the amount of time spent on those apps, channeling your energy to more useful pursuits that will ultimately lead you to becoming stronger in your dean. Having that discipline to do what is right not, is not easy at all, but nor is it impossible. And I think that with Allah's guidance, we are all able to correct these imperfections within our lives to better everyone as a whole. The second factor is to always be aware of your path. What is your ultimate goal? What do you want to achieve? Keep this in mind and whenever an impulse urges you back towards what is bad, remind yourself why you started. Remind yourself on why you took the path to the light and away from the tangible masters you obeyed for so long. Talk to others about it and let them support you along the way. And finally, discipline yourself, both in your own action and with plenty of dua. If an impulse comes, redirect the outburst to something else. If you're bored, talk to your relatives or friends. If none of them are available, cook something or read. Learn more about the dean or research a topic that you've always been curious about. If you have to, work out, run, not away from the problem, but exercise yourself towards a resolution. Throughout history, surviving was the ultimate goal. People lived without the advancements technology brings. Addiction may have been apparent through a mental or other physical perspectives, but the road to to survive was one of the utmost priorities. There was discipline and strength in that. The point I am trying to make is, those people had a concrete goal. A goal so concrete that nothing, not even TikTok, could bypass it. One thing that should be objective is your ahira, then your goals. Picture these into your minds as many times the tendencies roll around your subconscious. Fight submission to act out with submission to Allah. Because Allah is the bringer of all solutions, so rely on Allah to solve your problems and do the best that you can. The next topic involving distance that I want to draw your attention to is the relationships in our daily lives. Whether it be between a husband and a wife, immediate families or friends, we find that a lot of the time distance is encouraged. I've recently seen a lot of people projecting a narrative of simply running away from those that have wronged you. And in some way, this is understandable, because after all, who wants to confront someone they've been hurt by? Isn't it just easier to ignore it? Of course, from situation to situation, the altercations may differ, but we are all imperfect. And what I think we do not realise, and at least I had not realised in my own experiences, is that you cannot simply blame another party entirely without seeing yourself as perfect. And this, of course, is flawed because nobody is perfect at all. So why is that when we get into a feud with someone else, it is always so easy to blame the other side and run? That instantaneous disconnect between the reality that whether you like it or not, you may have slipped up once or twice. The disconnect that most people do have a good side that outweighs their bad. And that accepting that we can all make mistakes and deserve to be forgiven is the better option than the latter. And I speak from experience. I had a friendship once with someone who I felt was not at all genuine or nice, rather toxic and belittling. Time and time again, when any problem emerged within that friendship group, I was almost infatuated towards blaming the problem on her. I never spoke outwardly about this to her face, but looking back, I know for a fact that I was being unfair. Expecting another individual to not have flaws is incoherently stupid, and yet we do it. At the time, I thought I was right, and that my feelings bowed by the same tone for me. Even now, I ponder whether I was rightly so for doing that. This friend and I do communicate in person in a civil manner that is open and welcoming, and I will not forget what had happened between us. 
but one thing is certain. I've grown to realise that throughout these interactions, the lack of communication about the problems we face and the boundaries we fail to align ourselves with bore the embers to the flame leading to the disparity and mistrust amongst us all. A catalyst for hate is born. The fact that we had chosen to disconnect ourselves from the idea that it takes two to solve a problem sometimes, rather than pointing the blame at one party, relying on them to solely correct themselves on the false assumption that we ourselves had done nothing wrong. And sometimes we haven't, but on some occasions we actually have. And I think that it is vital to accept that and to deal with it without running away. Make dissonance your enemy before it takes away your friends. And undoubtedly, sometimes distance is something we have to do. For instance, if it is entirely obvious that you are in a toxic relationship in which the other side is destroying you emotionally, leave the friendship. But if it was something as small as a minor disagreement and the funnel to a resolution is torn to the point where the only way out for you is dissonance from the problem and cutting that person off, we have a problem. And this problem is that you'll never be content with anybody. You'll become addicted to the false perceptions of individuals that sauntered through your head. And yes, basic expectations such as respect are important, but cutting someone off simply because of a miscommunication that could have easily been corrected is never worthwhile, especially if you and that person got along well. Now, this is subjective due to the situation, but above all, if we expect Allah to forgive us for the mistakes that we've made, who are we to say a word? At the end of the day, this life is temporary, and dwelling upon sadness and deceit isn't the way to move forward. The only way to move forward is if you mend the path in front of you to add planks to the bridge. And yes, this will take effort and time, but it'll be worthwhile as long as the intention is genuine. And this is where we see the difference. A healthy distance is different from the distance simply to hide away from your problems. A healthy distance is never considered as the first option. Communication and comprehension is the first option. Just think about how majority of us speak more than we move in this age. We probably say more words than we do steps sometimes. So why not channel that into a reflection of positivity in the relationships you have around you? Surround yourself with clarity rather than starting rumours based on an itinerary of confusion. Because channeling your energy to run away is useless when you haven't built the bridge to safely stem out of it. And this goes to any addiction or distancing yourself from a negative outlet. Avoid assuming the worst of people and seek guidance from Allah. Allah is all-knowing and Allah will provide a solution that is best for you. Do not forget that you are rewarded for your intentions, so as long as you put in effort to do good and be good, to help others and to assume the best, but to also use your logic in everyday life, you will begin to articulate the light to see a way out of that tunnel, but there will also be a rope hoisting you towards a better conclusion. With that being said, I hope that we have all learned something from this session and can all work to better improve up imperfect selves. Nobody here on this earth is absolutely perfect and neither am I so let's use this advice to grow together hand in hand with our Dean make confrontation to fertilize your flower it is the nutrients closest to the roots that benefit the people the most assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh see you next time